0: Support Wrestle Give us a
1: subscribe.
0: Making their way to the ring, and a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Wrestle Ramble Podcast!
1: Let's talk about Fastlane, because overall, I thought this show was rollicking good. I had a ruddy good time with this show. I thought there was a couple of things here and there where I was like, "Hmm, not what I would have done," but overall, I had a quite, I had a lot of fun with it. I thought that uh, the, the
0: huge enjoyment factor for the entire show was the in-ring product. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually, I, I especially around this time of the year and for the next couple of months, it's multi-man season, where WWE just book loads and loads of multi-man matches. Just just like last year at Fastlane, and it starts off okay, and that you, it's actually very exciting. You've got so much things, stuff going on, but then you realise after a couple of months, ah, it's just a crux, so no story stories can move forward, no one ever really loses, it's a lazy way to get people on the card and to not actually tell a one-on-one feud, mm. which is traditionally a harder thing to book. Um but we're at the start of that season, and it's just fun at the moment.
1: I'd say we almost had it. We had it last month a bit as well because there was Elimination Chamber that you um, can't get more multi-man than
0: the Royal Rumble. I was match. about to say
1: Royal Rumble. Apart from the greatest Royal Rumble, there are few, there are scant few more multi-man or multi-woman matches. I defer to the greatest Royal
0: Rumble. <laughs> yes, uh, but the yet yeah, the in-ring product I thought was more akin to an NXT style. Uh, a more indie style of wrestling, which is more focused on spectacular spots. Very fast pace, but there is also a, a real solid story underneath it all. Um, that There was
1: very few rest holds on the show. It's interesting you say because I, I thought that a lot of the matches were really, really good. But I thought there were some of them, like I thought the, the Miz and Usos match was very much, that is a formulaic WWE tag match. The the New Day, um, Rusev, Shinsuke, Shinsuke Nakamura, a formulaic WWE tag match. I thought it was a lot of WWE formula within this. so I'm not sure I completely get on board with the NXT thing. Particularly, I thought the Shield main event, I described it in the in the review as two-thirds of a boring Raw main event, and then one-third of a, oh my God, the Shield are the best thing ever. This is why we love this team match. Yeah. Well, you know, you got 10 minutes to fill it, Starts well, yeah. You've got 10 minutes, and you've also got to get those Baron Corbin rest hold spots in. Okay, we've also
0: got one like that. The booking was the questionable thing on the show. I, I thought the Ron, I think everyone's in agreement that the run the Rousey stuff is baffling. Uh, and you, you are of the, the, the main thing is Kofi Kingston. What they did here, he didn't have a match on the show, well, but he, he was. Well, yeah, uh, going in, okay. he didn't have a match on the show, but he he was arguably the largest part of the whole pay-per-view mm-hmm. because the night was built around his narrative arc of Vince. But So what happened was uh, on the pre-show, the whole new day, wish Kevin Owens well, which is muddled because... Kevin Owens was put in by Vince McMahon. It's
1: oh, that'll get more muddled when we actually mm. get to the WWE Championship match. Yeah,
0: and then and the crowd popped huge. Just seeing Kofi on screen in this backstage segment in the kickoff part of the show, mm-hmm. and then a uh, the producer tells Kofi, "Hey, Vince McMahon wants to see you." So he's like, "Oh, regarding the title match, I wonder what's happening here." And then later on, after. The New Day beating Rusev and Nakamura on the kickoff show, so on the main card now, which I thought was a fun match. Yeah, yeah, fun match. There was a really good near-fall sequences at some points. There's was a really awesome uh, wheelbarrow into a German suplex spot, which I really, really liked. Mm, and, and Xavier saving pins at the last minute, I thought yeah. was great. Uh, but the New Day won that, and then they find Kofi backstage, and Kofi is still waiting outside of Vince McMahon's office, which apparently is a rib. On how long Vince makes the writers wait.
1: Is it really? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So traditionally, five p.m. meetings with Vince and the writing team don't get started till ten p.m. Yeah, I've sometimes as late as
1: three a.m. Yeah, Pritchard has told those stories before on the podcast, being like, oh, like," and it might be even going to like production meetings or, or like filming things. Be like, "Oh, yeah, we started like the start time is seven, but you got to wait till Vince shows up." And Vince doesn't get there till midnight. And then it's just like, cool, right, everyone's ready then. We're all ready to yeah. go. I mean, how can you be... Exp- I struggle
0: coming up with ideas at 11 a.m., <laughs> let alone 11 p.m. Uh, but then the the New Day Xavier and uh, Biggie are like, well, let's go in there. And they storm into Vince's office. And he... Yeah,
1: Vince says, I've been waiting for an hour. Mm. And Kofi's like, no, I was standing outside for an hour, which again feels like a very Vince thing to do. Yeah. Uh, and then Kofi, oh, Big E, and Woods are essentially just like, hey, look, this guy's been here for 11 years. Like, you've been always looking for someone to strap a rocket to. He's been sitting there right in front of you all this time. And Vince McMahon says, yeah, you're right. Tonight's WWE Championship match will be a triple threat, and it starts right now. And he sends Kofi out to the ring. Then Kofi goes out for the, the match. Huge pop for Kofi comes crowd out. The crowd are going nuts. Absolutely ballistic for it. Kofi gets there. And then Greg Hamilton is a bit like, oh, oh, I'm being fed different information. Turns out that the triple threat for the WWE Championship will come later. And for now, it's a Tornado handicap match against The Bar. Mm. And it was essentially the bar beating up Kofi for a long time this went on forever this is one this is one of the periods where i was like i i I'm up at 4am to watch this show and i didn't watch much, I, I mean i watched the wrestling on the pre show i watched the one match on the pre show and then there was the Miz thing which i quite enjoyed and then this and i was there's parts of me i was like i hope the rest of the show is better than this mm. Thankfully it was, um, because this was just the bar beating up Kofi, beating up Kofi, beating up Kofi. Then New Day run out and Nakamura and Rusev thwart them and they all get beaten up. And I was like, please don't let this be a heel heat night. Please don't yeah. have this be another night. of. And then I thought to myself, oh, no, it is it's going to be a full night of heel heat because the Shield are going to win at the end and that'll be the big baby face pop. So it's fine to get all this heel heat going through. Yeah, and you've effectively got Elias working over the crowd. Every
0: couple of matches, Elias just
1: does a little in-ring gig bit. That this show is already long. Like, yeah. it's three and a half hours. We need three of these Elias segments to pad things out. So, uh, so yeah, the crowd
0: joined this Kofi handicap match, which went on for seven minutes, I think, which it which doesn't sound that long, but it, it is when it's just one guy being beaten down, especially someone that everyone loves so much. And the whole idea was that uh, Xavier and Biggie wouldn't be at ringside for the title match. Yeah. Uh, why it took them seven minutes to come out, and not, I'm not saying get in there and beat up the bar because it's technically a legal match, but at least be at ringside in case anything happens. Yeah. So that was it was a bit sloppy, and the whole Rusev and Nakamura thing opens up too many questions when you look into it. Like, what were they just
1: waiting there? Oh, no, uh, are they working for Vince? No, they're working with the bar. It's the League of Nations 2.0. Oh my god! Of course. <laughs> All the foreign heels together at once. Standing in a row. <laughs>
0: yeah. uh, but you, the worst thing was that, like you said, it went on too long. The crowd started to chant, this, this is boring. boring. Which, like you said, it was. And that's, uh, I think when, when the crowd start chanting about the quality of the product rather than booing the the bad guy in that kind of way, that's when you've crossed
1: the line into... No, this
0: isn't an effective piece of booking now,
1: but then when you get to the championship match later on, everyone is cheering <clears> for <throat> Kofi. So while they were chanting for that 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 match was boring, which it was. Mm. it didn't negatively affect their appreciation and want for Kofi later on in the night. Okay. so so I don't think it it don't, I don't think it hurts the story. It, it didn't hurt Kofi.
0: I think it hurt the poor three guys in there. Uh, at least at the start. They, so what happened? The bar obviously won with a double white noise thing. Uh, Kofi worked over New Day, scent packing. For the for the match later on, the title match, which I for me was the best match on the show.
1: Oh, I thought the U.S. title match was. I mean, well the
0: U.S. title match, the Shield, uh, the Shield match. This was a this was a very good show yeah, yeah, overall totally. in terms of in ring wrestling. But you have Daniel Bryan versus Kevin Owens, and they announced that it will still be a three-way, but not with Kofi, with this guy. And Mustafa Ali comes out.
1: And here's where I'm like, okay, so Vince is very much positioned as the heel in all of this. Babyface in December, very much heel now. Like, he's screwing with Kofi Kingston. That is his character. He is a baddie. So... He made this a triple threat match. So you're like, oh, okay, so he's going to book another heel into this match and put Kevin Owens at a disadvantage, even though Owens is the guy that he put into that, and Owens is a babyface. And then it's Mustafa Ali, and I'm like, well, why is Vince the heel giving this babyface an opportunity? I really don't get the Vince McMahon character.
0: No. I don't
1: think Vince gets the
0: the vince McMahon character
1: it's it's all very very
0: sloppy it's it's like he can say oh, it's to tonight I'm gonna do this thing and it has it doesn't need any setup or any follow follow up it's yeah. it really is uh just snapshot booking where it's not taken into consideration anything else and it really is a bit infuriating if you look back to December and it's a new era and all the McMahon's like no more authority figures. But we're, we're going to do what the fans
1: are the authority figures now. If anything we've had more authority yeah. figures because Alexa McMahon's. Bliss is booking matches so we've got even more authority figures for McMahon and Alexa Bliss. To be fair that is consistent because she was the women's general manager. Ah but she lost that position when all GMs apart from the ones on 205 Live NXT and NXT UK were yeah. abolished.
0: So we had the um, Mustafa Ali gets put in there And you've got these three guys getting ready for the triple threat. You know, if you had that as a pre-announced match on paper, I'd be like, I was already into Brian and Kevin Owens because I I love both of them as wrestlers. Put Ali in there. Well, hey, we love Ali. At the moment, the only problem with Ali is he's not Kofi Kingston. Yeah. So you put him in there. But because the crowd, you you built the crowd up for wanting Kofi Kingston, You, you nearly gave it to them. They might even have thought, oh, he might run in here, and it's just like you have to effectively run the gauntlet, do a Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania 30, tie it in that way, you wrestled a match earlier, now you've got to wrestle a triple threat here. But it was Ali, which kind of implies that Vince McMahon chose Ali, and the crowd will just automatically position themselves against you. And when they're doing the ring announcing, they say Ali's name, and they boo him. Yeah, because he's not Kofi Kingston.
1: It's the same as when...
0: But it's not just because he's not Kofi Kingston. It's because he's now associated and affiliated with Vince.
1: I think it's more that he's not Kofi Kingston. It's the same as Rey Mysterio coming out at number 30 and he had the temerity to not be Daniel Bryan. Mm. And so everyone booed him. That was his fault. It was definitely 100% his fault. And it's... It's it's the Zack Ryder thing as well. Like there were periods of time when Zack Ryder was had his most over with Z true Long Island story and everyone we want Ryder chance in virtually every match that he was not a part of. And then they would do like they would do open challenges just so they could not put out Zack Ryder and annoy the crowd. And that was very much done because they didn't want Zack Ryder getting over and they were annoyed at the crowd for wanting him so they just never gave him Daniel Bryan was the same thing everyone was channel for Daniel Bryan there were no plans for Daniel Bryan to go any further it's only because CM Punk left that they had to reassess things and that's how Daniel Bryan got the push that he got it was never part of the plan road dog despite the fact how much you want to tell us it was it was never the plan at least here it appears to be part of the plan Kofi getting a shot hmm. at Wrestlemania this whole show is built around Kofi getting a Wrestlemania WWE Championship match so at least here I, I'm not I'm not too like oh, I can't believe they're screwing Kofi like this company just doesn't get it because I. this is part of a bigger picture this isn't Daniel Bryan this isn't Zack Ryder this is we are doing this purposely so we can get to this point I agree I agree and I, so I thought it worked it's, it's a similar thing
0: with Becky Lynch, though. WWE, for once, are actually listening to the fans. They they are genuinely pushing Becky. Like, she is definitely their top person at the moment. They're it, doing the same with Kofi. Where does Vince sees her as number one? They're doing the same with Kofi. They're pushing them. And, I yeah, I, I'm not worked into thinking that Kofi and Becky aren't actually going to get their shots at Mania. I get that that's what's happening. But the stories they're telling are crap. <laughs> the story, oh, yes, like, okay, quite. it's like, oh, great, yeah, you're pushing the people I like. But there's a there's another side of that, which is you've got you've still got to tell stories that make sense. Yeah, yeah, that's true. With with consistent characters, and now that's where they're falling down. Yeah, it's like you you you, you stop a leak over <laughs> here, and it just creates a larger <laughs> hole. Uh, but th- but credit to Daniel Bryan, Kevin Owens, and Mustafa Ali. They got the crowd into it. None of them were Kofi Kingston. <laughs> nope. And the crowd let them know that mm-hmm. for 10 minutes. This was a great crowd. Yeah. It's a very good crowd all night. And they worked so, so, so well. Mustafa Ali in particular, in terms of just putting his body on the line, and Bryan and Owens in just incredible professionalism. Like that knee for the finish on Ali as he's diving off the top rope. Yeah.
1: Incredible. Absolutely. And it felt like the three of them backstage were just like, oh, by the way, you're going to get massively booed because you're not (laughs) Kofi Kingston. So How are we we going to make this work, guys? How can we work around this problem? So they all just sat there and they formulated this plan. And as you say, to their credit, I think they made it work. And Mustafa Raleigh got all of like the big, big spots, like the one-man Spanish flag, that 450 to the apron. On oh, the apron. It looked amazing. You get
0: so much speed off the rotation coming off of those, and you yeah. land on, I don't know if you know this, the
1: apron's the hardest part of the
0: ring look.
1: Mate, I think even Ronda Rousey would say that it's the hardest part of the ring. Yeah, and she says it's all fake. And and as if that wasn't enough, Rally,
0: Owens had to give him a pop-up powerbomb oh, as well. I know. <laughs> Yeah. Ali and the apron oh, well, are now there, wedded to each other. There was a
1: moment when... Uh, Ali's like on the second rope but sort of on the outside and Daniel Bryan does this running drop kick and he hit like it was almost like a glancing blow to Ali but he acted like it was like JFK you know, <laughs> grassy knoll he threw himself almost into the third row of things yeah. well at least that, he was aiming for the third row unfortunately the barricade got in the way he's going for Miz's dad <laughs> well, he'd already gone by that point yeah. and he, he threw himself as hard as he could into this barricade spot and the commentators were like well that's him he's done Yeah, like, yeah. He, he's at this match now
0: uh, that, that, a similar thing happens to- bobby lashley my <laughs> like bobby lashley got a curb stomp devastating maneuver but that wrote him out for about seven minutes yeah, I was, he
1: was done for he I was, was done so like, they're gonna put him through the other commentary <laughs> table they set up right I know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in the ground one more time i was like well there's a perfectly good bobby lashley there yeah. to do this one more time too and they were like no 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 baron corbin you yeah. in the ring
0: uh sorry i said table there i meant desk um, but the the yeah Ali there, there was even a moment it was such a good match the crowd popped for Ali kicking out of a Daniel Bryan pin and then they, there was like a pause and then they all started chanting for Kofi again. Yeah. Oh wait no wait a second we don't want to yeah, let yeah. the crowd know we don't let
1: WWE know that we're enjoying this Kofi Kofi.
0: But uh, but yeah uh, Bryan retained
1: in the end thanks to some Rowan claw slamming. Well it was uh, yeah so they did the um. Uh, it kind of like took like Owens and Ali took Rowan out of the equation and, and then Ali and, and Brian had a bit of a sequence, but yeah, he hit the running knee out of nowhere for the win. And then right at the end, because apparently it's healer mania on this night as well with the Nairon Jackson Tamina situation. Rowan just gave him a claw slam after the match because I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it's going to be Ali versus Rowan at WrestleMania.
0: And it was just weird. They get, they give the, the claw slam breaking music start the music back up yeah. again. Oh, yeah.
1: It's the most devastating movie now. <laughs> um, I, 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 I've, they're definitely doing the four-way at Mania, right? It certainly looks that oh, way. man. It's a shame. It's, it's such a shame. shame. Such a shame.
0: Um, but overall, yeah, a really great match. Um, and Kofi is still very much over. It's not like Kofi isn't over coming out of this, because he very much is. I, personally, I don't think it's going to translate into him being more over, but... Uh, and so, so, what was the point if you told a confusing story, and if it wasn't for those three guys being so good, you would have damaged them, Mustafa Ali in particular mm-hmm.
1: could have yeah there is every chance this could have backfired. I just think that it's the crowd was still into Kofi despite what they did earlier on that, which means I, I think at this moment Kofi is almost bulletproof. And that he's just oh. almost—he's almost impervious. Well, I mean, they've got four more just weeks, wait. so yeah. So Did we said the same thing about Becky. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, no, when you're right, you're right. I'm, I'm going to stop my point there. Why, in fact. Why, even why, why even bother?
2: A lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend.
1: Upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com upgrade.
2: Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together.
0: now we've already talked about the kofi kingston angle and and kevin owens on the kickoff show we've already talked about new day versus nakamura and rusev what we haven't talked about luke is a segment you didn't
1: see no, so I think it's no. It's it, it,
0: no, I don't watch it all. I skip things. I was going to say, I, I don't
1: think it's it's um it's not new information for this show that uh I don't tend to watch the, the all of the pre-show because I haven't got an hour's spare to listen to Jonathan Coachman waffle on for an hour. About nothing, really. Mm. And then like you wait for it, and then you get seven minutes of wrestling at the end. So I'm like, Coachman, Coachman. I'm just like skipping through the timeline. Coachman, Coachman, Coachman. Oh, Christian's there. Coachman, Coachman, <laughs> Coachman. Ah, oh, brilliant. Okay, here we go. I saw The Iconics. I well, since The Iconics came on, I was like, okay, well, I'll, I'll quickly watch what they've got to say. And then, yeah, Coachman, Coachman, Coachman. Here's the match. Well,
0: here, it's good. It's good because I get to be the one. I get to watch you react to what happened firsthand. Interesting. This was like one of the first little bits on the kickoff show, about 10 minutes in, if you yourself also didn't watch it because, really, who would care? Uh, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville are doing an interview backstage and they're talking about Asuka. And then who should walk into shot but EC3? Oh, he's still around, is he? Yeah. And he looks at them and they look back at him and he says, What? Mandy! <laughs> after months, <laughs> after months of him having a mute gimmick, yeah. they paid it off on the kickoff show in an angle with Mandy Rose and Sonia Deville.
1: Oh, that's great.
0: Has he even been on SmackDown? Oh, well, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah, I think of Raw when I think of him. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he says Mandy. He talks about himself being a hot commodity. Oh, he said
1: more. He said more. Oh, I thought it was just he went Mandy and then walked away.
0: She came and she gave me some sort of turkey.
1: <laughs> on my weekend. Yeah, go
0: on. Uh, and he flirts with Rose. Oh, well, he is a sexy man, he's isn't a he, sexy with his man. hex? And then Sonia. So, like squares up to him and says, "Hey, Mandy wasn't put on this earth to flirt with a human tanning bed," which was quite, which was <laughs> quite a funny line. line. Sonya was really good here, yeah. Uh, like in just, a, and usually I don't think of her as a good promo, but I thought she came across really well and threatening. I like Sonya, I yeah. Uh, but yeah, and EC three just walked off with his tail between his legs. Hey, <laughs> it didn't work out,
1: bud. <laughs> We, 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 we were rooting for you. We, we thought it might work this time. Yeah. We, were, we all thought, hey, second time round, you've had a bit of a running impact. Mm. You've got yourself this new character. Maybe it'll work this time. Guess not. I, I, I just guess not. Screw you for
0: making a name elsewhere. <laughs> yeah. So that happened. Uh, elsewhere on the show, we had Carmella with a petition to get R-Truth his title rematch.
1: Yes, this is where I would have missed that the mm. it became a fatal four-way for the the U.S. Championship. Yeah, because when I was watching that New Day, uh, Rusev Nakamura match, I did think to myself I was like, I mean, there's only ten minutes left on this timeline. They've still got to get a, a Ray Untrade match mm. into this. Hope it goes what? Hope it goes sometime. Yeah, uh, and it was it was quite cool actually because she went
0: up to Selena Vega to for her to sign it, and of course they had a a tete a tete there mm-hmm. because of her management of Andrade, and who should come over but to sign it? Samoa Joe, holding the US title. Nice. It's like,
1: yeah. I'm he looks boyish, so but... badass
0: with a belt. It fits him. Just fits him. There's man. something about that flag as well, that the design of the US title. It looks really yeah. at home on him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so... That that was the that was the kickoff show we've we've already talked about unless you've got anything to say on New Day Rusev and Nakamura. Uh,
1: no. I thought the Iconics. It looks like with the Iconics that they would they could be part of the the WrestleMania four way. That was the other rumored match that mm. for the women's tag team titles it was going to be Balian Banks a Raw team a SmackDown team and an NXT team. It looks to be now Bailey Banks Nia the Iconics and the Divas of Destruction Natty a and, Legends team. Yeah, Natty and uh, and Beth. Why would you want the future? There's so much past. Well, you got to save um, Kyrie for uh, the pirate gimmick next year mm. in the uh, Women's Battle Royal. <laughs> Perhaps. I got so many messages. In my Friday news, I said, and it's being held at the home of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And WWE are continuing this pirate theme with their new pirate logo. I had so many people message me going, like, it's a reference to the Tampa Bay logo. I was like, I know. Which is? Who, who, who are pirates? <laughs> like, It's a pirate logo. Yeah.
0: Uh, so, the first match of the actual main card was the Usos
1: versus Shayna Miz. Yes, and I knew this was going to be first because when they did the shrink screen for the New day um Ruse of Nakamura match, Miz dad came in and said, like, and Miz said, hey, our match is on first, mm. Miz dad, say so you... Better go get your seats ready.
0: Uh, Miz's dad was in the front row and Miz himself got a
1: huge reaction from Cleveland. Yeah, he's back He's back to being uh, said from Cleveland yeah. now because he's a baby face.
0: Yeah, he used to, he used to bill himself from Hollywood. I yes. think it was Hollywood. It was definitely somewhere in California. But, you know, th- this just... The crowd were great. They were so, oh, so into, into him. It. it really felt
1: like a hometown hero. Just popped for his own T-shirt because mm. he had a T-shirt that said, Cleveland is awesome. And yeah, the crowd was so, so into Miz. The crowd, like as I said, I thought this was a very standard uh, WWE tag team match. But this crowd elevated it to a whole other level.
0: Yeah, I th- I, I agree. I think that did and a spot that is really inventive and cool on paper. And it just about worked. <laughs> okay, I think I yeah, well, yeah. well, Shane Shane spent most of the, the... The match was structured with Shane doing the selling. And then he would tag in Miz uh, for the hometown pop, I guess.
1: Uh, Shane mostly sold
0: by turning the colour red. <laughs> he doesn't really he, sell normally. No, he
1: just, he just goes red and sweats yeah. even more than he normally would
0: do. When Shane came in to get Miz for the match when they had the segment with his dad
1: earlier on, mm-hmm. Shane was already glistening. Yeah, because he is like you know when Triple H used to wet his hair before he came out? That's what Shane does. He just like he sweats himself before he has to do anything on the screen. Um so yeah, the I mean Miz really excelled as a baby face here this is the first time I think ever I've thought oh this can be a baby face yeah. and a really really good baby face as well And under he's really specific conditions
0: <laughs> in his hometown yeah he's alright he's alright Him. Uh, uh, he did a, like the crazy thing for me he did a top rope dive to the outside on both Usos yeah you never see the Miz do that. Absolutely, and not. that was when he revealed his Cleveland, Ohio T-shirt.
1: Exactly, because he's like he's the baby face now, so he gets to do like the big flashy moves, mm. and uh, and it, it works for him. I liked it. Has he did always... he not reveal the T-shirt at the top of the ramp?
0: No, I, no, because he was he started off wrestling in the Miz and Shane. I thought he attire. I thought he
1: opened up his shirt to reveal his uh, Cleveland is awesome T-shirt. No, uh, I'm
0: pretty sure he did it on the takes off top showing. Nice slide on the bottom. I can't remember. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. Before the top rope dive onto the Usos. Okay, fair yeah. enough. Uh, but then Miz ha- almost has it won with the skull-crushing finale, but the referee, for some reason, is checking on Shane.
1: Yeah. So uh, I'm trying to find where that is in my uh, notes. Um... Which means that the the, the, the the Miz got a visual pin here. Oh, no, because it was funny as well, because Shane was walking away from the spot. And it was one of the users, I think it was Jey Uso, who had to say, Shane, come back. And Shane turned around so they could do the spot. And then Shane was laid out and Miz hit the skull crusher finale. But the referee was tending to the boss's son to kind of get him out of the ring. He's the best wrestler in the world. Uh, And then Shane gets up to do the coast to coast. And on the opposite side of the ring, Jey Uso is up on top to do a splash onto Miz. And they kind of sort of eyeball each other, have a bit of a Mexican standoff. And then Jay goes to do the diving splash, changes his trajectory, and does the drop kick, the coast-to-coast drop kick to Jey Uso while he's in midair. And I thought, everyone's going to die. Remarkably, no one did.
0: I thought this was an inspired spot. Very cool. I thought this was so good because, yeah, like you said, it's a Mexican standoff. One USO is in the corner, ready, set up for the coast to coast. Miz is prone in the middle of the ring, set up for a splash, and the the, the wonderful bit of tension when Shane's up, ready to do the coast to coast, and that's when the other USO walks up to the top of the turnbuckle, and Mm. you're like, "Oh, there's this what a what a cool step like showdown." And rather than both hit their moves, it's Shane effectively sacrifices himself to take out, to save Miz. Such a beautiful tag team spot. I, I, I'm quite amazed I haven't seen something like that before.
1: Yeah, it was, I, I called it, in my review, I called it horrible, but not in the sense of, like, I thought it was, it was just, like, it was an ugly landing for everyone involved.
0: That That's it. Like, that's a really, really difficult spot to do. Like, and make it look pretty. The timing and just the, the yeah. safety-wise. And yeah, it was, it was untrained, forty-eight year old man or whatever, Shane McMahon doing this move. If a Mustafa Ali, uh Kevin Owens, Daniel Bryan, yep. the calibre of performers WWE has did this spot, it it would've it would have gone a lot better and you wouldn't be left asking afterwards, so who was that move done on? Yeah. <laughs> because that's where it kinda of felt I really love the idea and just well done for coming up with it. Yeah. But uh it the execution was not aesthetically nice. <laughs> it was a car crash in the sky. N- nor was it very clear about <laughs> what what had happened. And it was only afterwards when I filled in the blanks, like, oh, okay, so yeah. he right, okay. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, the Miz, Miz gets rolled. No,
1: Miz hit a really good frog splash. Yeah, a really nice Mr. frog splash. Frog splash so. But uh, the the user got the knees up. I can't remember which one it was. And mm. they they rolled him up uh, and and pinned Miz yet again. And then Miz and Shane, they do a little fist bump, and they're sort of like, sorry, man, I, I lost the team again. Shane's like, do you know, <laughs> I think it's okay. Uh, and, then, and then they sort of walked outside, and they, they hug Miz's dad, and Shane hugs Miz's dad, and he's like, oh, God, yeah. God you're sweaty. And, uh, and then Shane, like, absolute knob that he is, attacks Miz from behind. It's funny because at the start of this match, when Miz came out and he had his Miz's awesome t-shirt and the hometown crowd are with him, I thought, oh, mate, you're getting turned on tonight. There is no way mm. you are walking out of this match on your own two feet. No. You are being assisted
0: out of here. Hometown hero. I mean, I, I like... This is where I, I think the story should always have got, yeah. gone. And this, this was a reported plan all the way back to the best in the world win. The, the idea was... It. Yeah. It was going to go to Shane's head. He was actually going to think he's the best in the world. And then he'd slowly turn heel. But WWE dropped that whole first act of the story. And they rushed through into the final stages of it. So you lose all the all the nice substance that would inform this heel turn. I It's, it's a heel turn where it's just a moment. It's not like... I, d- I don't even care to know why he turned heel. Because I wasn't that invested in... In them as an act, I would have been if they had gone a few more months. I, for me, the the thing that's most crucially wrong with this whole storyline is that they won the tag belts already. So there's real no need. There's no need for Shane to be so upset.
1: Yeah, there was a moment as well where Corey said, "I'm not sure how the Miz and Shane are going to fare against an established team like the Usos." I was like, "Mate, they won the tag titles a month ago. Like, yeah. I think they'll be all right." Yeah,
0: it's uh, I really you should have built this storyline for them all, Shane was always wanted to be the tag team champion. They said that in that quite very nice promo actually and that they just miss out every time, every time. But they didn't. They won on the first time of trying. Yeah. And so there's it's like where is this frustration coming from? It's not a it's not a good story. Uh it's it's really the Miz who is
1: dragging this
0: narrative arc by
1: the scruff of its neck through. And the real real sad part about this whole thing Is that it's not going to lead to the dream match that I fantasy booked in my head, which is Vince and Shane McMahon versus Miz and Miz Dad at WrestleMania. Nice. And yeah, we've got a new McMahon heel authority figure <laughs> but is he an authority figure we don't know he is an I, authority I don't, figure. I don't think that Shane is one are you pritcheting me I don't know if he, he is one he opened
0: a freaking show with Stephanie oh yeah that's right but he, he runs did. through the whole card like who are you
1: then are you an MC I don't think he's an MC is, is he still the commissioner does he get paid like a commissioner's salary for that for that position uh, I don't know even Corey and you know that he's a heel because even Corey's like it's too far he went mm. too far never put you because he attacked Ms. Dad. yeah yeah, he face palmed him. He did indeed, yeah. Um,
0: also, another thing that doesn't play into this. Is SmackDown taking a clean sweep loss at Survivor <laughs> Series? So 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 many reasons. Take your pick on
1: why to be angry. But it's okay, Ollie, because when it comes to Survivor Series again this year, you're just gonna care even more that it's SmackDown mm. versus Raw, because they've given you umpteen reasons to think this actually matters. Yeah. Yep,
0: yeah. it's long term. Uh Baron's Mid Card of Evil did a backstage promo mocking the old shield ones. I, I got a kick out of that because yeah, they even picked up the camera.
1: Yeah, and the, it was funny as well because the, like, it started on their feet and the crowd expected it to be the shield, so they popped. And then when they really lifted up and it was the mid-card of evil, they were like Oh, boo! Mm. You tricked us. So I thought actually it was quite effective. Horribly scripted, but uh, I, I liked it. Yeah, Drew did his best. Yeah, and it ended with um, Corbin saying, you can believe that. So we're definitely getting Corbin Roman at WrestleMania. <sighs> yeah. uh,
0: then we got an Elias song because the show... Had to be four hours. It was three and a half in total. Come on, mate. (laughs) Come on. It was 55 times four, which is three hours 40. If I add in the match on the kickoff show and the angles on the kickoff show that mattered, it's a four-hour show. Mm, It's a four-hour viewing
1: experience.
0: Can we stop (laughs) calling it a three-hour show? Well, it was a three and a half Um
1: uh, but yeah, Elias was. He made fun of Miz, and, and Miz's dad did some your local sports team stuff. And then I was like, okay, just waiting for the person to come out. I was expecting it to be Lacey Evans. I like just waiting for Lacey Evans to come out, and then it ended. No one's ever said that. Uh, and then it, then it ended. I was like, okay, mm. cool, right? What it what, was? What's next?
0: It um, if the pay, it did have a payoff eventually because they did this twice more. Rule of three. Uh, and I quite I got a kick out of the hometown cheap heat stuff, but yeah, I think it needed a better, more the angle that made sense at the end of it for Elias to get his comeuppance. Well, that's
1: it because like the oh, we'll get to it. We'll, we'll we'll get we'll get to it.
0: I I was I was very grumpy for Asuka versus Mandy Rose because that was up next and I just wrote down God damn it Asuka's winning because Shane just turned heel there's no way Mandy Rose is winning now yeah because you predicted that Mandy was going to win here because because the show was too predictable but then you just had something really unpredictable happen
1: the whole show because the card kept changing throughout the night so it was a wild wild night for the cards and everything like that terrible for our predictions as well one of them had to be nullified because mm. the match changed um yeah so in, in the opening video package for fast lane uh, you had todd phillips going like Asuka's such a dominant women's champion and i'm like mate since the royal rumble she's oh for one like she is she is running at a loss here this now she's one and one at, l- mm. at long last she feels to be getting somewhere she is totally rudderless at the moment and the only reason she won this match is because Sonia made an error. She didn't even win because she's the best. Yeah. She made an
0: error at making an error would probably be more appropriate mm. because this match was really... Oh, it was... Ang- it was I don't know. It was it was nothing. Asuka and Mandy Rose are having a bit of a match and Sonia's faffing around on the outside. She throws up the apron, presumably on the wrong side, and presumably at the wrong
1: time. No, I think she was doing that to set up that she was looking for something under the ring, so it didn't look weird when she did it the second time round.
0: Oh well, oh there, yeah, bullet dodged. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> didn't look weird at all. So yeah. she she then. Walks, Hi, Bruce Pritchard. How are you? Yeah, a couple of a couple of minutes later, she gets up another side of the apron and she finds a kendo stick, and you're like, oh, okay, there's there's been no kendo stick in the storyline build so far. This isn't a DQ match. Uh, what? What's going on here? And then what ha- the idea is that the apron had been left in on the canvas. Nice job, referee. Asuka whips Mandy Rose into the ropes. Uh, Mandy kind of trips over the apron. Asuka hits an awesome kick. She kicked her right in the face. <laughs> if you said that replay, yeah. slow motion replay is wonderful. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it seemed to me like one of those things that's that looks really stiff and it definitely connected. Mm. But it's safe. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh as opposed to a Brie Bella one. Yes. Where it's it's both it's both in the face and not safe.
1: But it like the slow mo replay they did, I can't get over how good it was. You know in, in Jackass three when they had that flying dildo <laughs> It's cosic <Gossack laughs> in the face. And it gets a like yeah. that's that's what this looked like. Yeah. Um but
0: really the but it seemed to be more towards... Look, Asuka was not the focus here. It was the, the relationship between Mandy and Sonia, where Mandy was upset with Sonia for costing another match. You pair that with the EC3 thing earlier. Is she being too possessive? I don't know what the story is here. I don't care what the story is here. EC3 wasn't involved. So what's the point of any of this? Because we're heading to an
1: EC3 way. At WrestleMania, Asuka, Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville for the title. For EC3. For EC3, for the rights to EC3. Maybe you can have an EC3 in every corner. (laughs) EC1 and 2 can finally make their debuts and represent them in each corner. Mm. Yeah, I said this in the review as well, but it's very typical of WWE. They finally introduce women's tag team titles, and the first thing they do is split up one of their more established teams. (laughs) Uh, then we got all the Kofi stuff
0: where he saw Vince and then was in the squash match against the bar and the whole New Day were laying out by four heels and they posed over Kofi and it's Big really patience, sad. Man. And then, hey, back to Banks and Bailey for a backstage interview and Bailey just says, Kofi's so inspiring. <laughs> I'm like, what? What are he talking about? Like, look, he is inspiring, but he was just beating the crap out of Why aren't you concerned? (laughs) Is that inspiring? Oh, my God. I am sick to death now of backstage interviewers going, good win. (laughs) Here's this thing. It's just like, I'm a fan of segues. These aren't segues. These are slamming your head into a wall. Yeah.
1: (sighs) Anyway, Bailey says that that we're not underdogs and we're going to defend these titles a lot. It was essentially the crux of the promo.
0: Yeah. Uh, Elias did another song and... Did some Miz Kofi and Cleveland stuff. Uh, this was the point where I it felt like he was building an Elias versus Miz feud, and I was also confused is this a SmackDown
1: exclusive pay-per-view? <laughs> did feel very SmackDown heavy, didn't it? Because you had them on the pre-show as well. Yeah. And then doing the first couple of ma- first three matches on the card. Yeah. I was like, we're splitting this in half. But we did
0: get a uh, Raw match next, after Shane didn't answer about why he turned heel backstage when Kayla tried to ask him stuff. Uh, we got The Revival defending the Raw tag team titles against Alistair Black and Ricochet and Chad
1: Gable and Bobby Roode. Fun match um, by the end, crowd. I did not think the crowd were massively into this at the start, mm. but they did pick up for it by the end. Um, Ricochet did do a very uh, horrible-looking hurricane runner off the top rope, where everyone just sort of collapsed and fell down a bit, and it did not look very pretty. It looked
0: like he hurricane raned into the apron, yeah, which is a horrible but cool spot if you can pull it off safely, uh, but that isn't. Yeah, it was it was very clumsy.
1: It was yeah, and it, it did do the big dive over the top, and they did get to stand tall at the end. So I think they had a, a fairly decent showing, but this was not like the great pay per view debut for for Alistair Black and Ricochet. But then again, like they just sort of lost a, this kind of tag team shuffle at the mm. moment. They're not made to feel very special, aside from the fact that they keep "quote unquote" winning and always standing tall at the end. I don't really feel like they, they're not gaining any momentum from any from beating any of these teams or being involved in any of these matches. Mm. Yeah, I
0: but I did I I like this match a lot more than most people. Only went ten minutes. Really. I mean it should have gone at least fifteen. Because when the, the, the spot you're talking about when Ricochet got his big dive, uh this great, great spot where Ricochet just does a dive over the turnbuckle. Mm. That funnily enough, something I first saw Kofi do. That was the first time I ever saw someone do that. Yeah. Leaps over the turnbuckle from in the ring. With a whole vertical, sorry, diagonal run up, and he flips over and takes out. I think it was Bobby Roode who was beating up Alistair Black near the barricade on the mm. other side. But as he does that, Chad Gable blind tags in, yeah, and runs in and has a bit of a thing with the revival. And I thought, okay, this this is like now into the final third of the match. But immediately after that, Chad Gable got pinned.
1: Yeah, it, I, I thought they did some good stuff in here of making you think that there could be a, a tag title change. Mm. Uh, I thought they did some really nice stuff here. There was a point where because you had Black and Ricochet down to win. Yeah, that I thought Ollie might be onto a winner at some point here. I thought they might actually get the win, but eventually, yeah, it was a, a revival hit the Shadow Machine and got a one. Do you want know a fun fact about this match? Tell me. Every single person in this match has a title or has won a title in NXT. Hmm.
0: Well, yeah, but yeah, and now they're all here. Not really doing anything. Yeah, two of them are former NXT champions. Uh, the There was another really, really... There were some incredible sequences that were so seamless yeah. and fast-paced. It was a very fast-paced match because, I mean, really, they did have a 20-minute match. It was just condensed into half that time. Uh, but it was... A t- I can't even remember the people in it. It was a German suplex into a pin, so it was held it was, on. Yeah, so
1: it was, it was uh, rude doing it to... And a Gable, rather, doing it to possibly Ricochet or Black, something like that. And then
0: Dash Wilder did a splash to break that up and that pin was broken up by a ricochet flip. Really, really good stuff.
1: Yeah, there was some really, really great stuff in here. I, I, I thought that everyone looked great. Yeah, like, As I said, like, I don't think it was like a great main roster pay-per-view debut for Black and Ricochet because it didn't feel anything special. But hey, apart from that hurricane-rounder spot, they did look good. And I bloody love Alistair Black. Yeah. I think he's so smooth and he's so crisp. He just feels like a step above everyone else.
0: Mm. Yeah, there's a, a different kind of... It's like watching something in HD compared yeah. to standard definition. Uh, but Ricochet and Black got to stand tall at the end by beating up everyone and clearing the ring. Yeah. Uh, Michael Cole at one point said, "This is what fast lane is all about," when we oh. were watching this match, and I thought, "Huh," because I was under the impression that fast lane has no defining features.
1: But it's you got to buckle your seatbelts because you got to go fast, like the Yamaha advert, which was I thought was a parody advert at first, but then it was a real advert for Yamaha.
2: Mm
0: um also you were hoping the revival would have a full entrance yep they did not (laughs) well we've got to get those commentators in yeah the commentators got an entrance (laughs)
1: so
0: still without that still still how long without a revival entrance
1: Uh, they've gone on like at least since they've won the belt they've not Mm. had an a full entrance yeah uh
0: then we got a shot of becky hobbling backstage and charlotte preparing and then was the samoa joe because it's Back to SmackDown. Uh, Samoa Joe versus R-Truth
1: versus Rey Mysterio versus Andrade. This whole show really did feel like everything was rewritten on the day. Mm. And Vince, you know, we kind of make the joke, he sort of wakes up with a bad dream or he's had a bad rep or something like that and was just like, no, I don't like anything that's on this card now. We're going to change you, we're going to do this, going to do this, going to do this. Because all of a sudden they got this four-way match that has no builder than the fact that it happened on SmackDown six days previous it's a, it's a straight rematch it's just a straight rematch the antiquated rematch you might say hmm. um, and so they just they just did it again and it I, I was very odd very odd that we were just doing it again but don't mind it mate don't mind it because my favourite match of the night I, I really I loved it it was it was fantastic yeah
0: and you know where we I think we've said it a few times that there were moments in matches before where the pin came and you're like oh ah, I thought you had a couple more minutes in you yeah. there this went perfectly. Yeah, like there this. were so many points where I bought into near falls and I was like, "Oh my god, it's over." Especially because they were playing off other spots in the match they'd already had.
1: Yeah. Ray and Andrade are just something else. There's a spot when Andrade did like a springboard dive to the outside and he dived and just before he hit some on the outside did a corkscrew. It felt like it was really last minute. He was mm. t- he was flying and then thought, "Hmm." Think I've still got time here to do a corkscrew. Oh, I'm gonna do one then. Yeah. Really last minute stuff, but it looked awesome. They're incredible.
0: And Our Truth is a nice little comedy bit to put in there. And I, I think he's really dynamic and just yeah. visually exciting as a as a wrestler. Yeah, I got to And agree. and Samoa Joe is a badass
1: yeah right
0: he's so cool and the, the bit just a little spot at the start he, everyone ends up outside and Joe does a dive through the ropes yeah oh
1: that dive as well ah. like gives full steam ahead and what I love about Joe Topate it's all in the forearm action yeah like he just runs through it and he's just like oosh with a forearm right to everyone I think he's so cool when he does it Because like when Seth Rollins does it Seth oh. Rollins just pushes you over I was gonna say no it's like
0: hug me <laughs> he leads with this embrace whereas Joe is it's like, like the
1: forearm to your face mate
0: pointy as part of the elbow. <laughs> yeah. The Brock Lesnar part of the yeah. elbow. <laughs>
1: um, I, I, I just thought this was really, really cool, but I love this finish of... Like I, again, like the tag match, I thought there was so many points here where they were going to change the title. I was mm. like, maybe the gimmick of the US title now is just change his hands every two days. Back like, to the 2016, yeah, no, yeah, 2017. It yeah, we, we, it just changed that. It doesn't matter who has it because the next person's going to win it and it doesn't really matter. And so Ray hits the 619 and he goes up to do like the top rope splash thing. Joe dodges out of the way Joe then doesn't move towards Ray Mysterio. Joe just grabs him and yanks him oh. towards him and and locks in the clutch. It looked so cool. Because Ray all of a sudden was like, ah, oh, And it's been dragged away. Yeah. It looked wicked. Looked
0: brutal. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Joe just mad and 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 uh Ray's so tiny. And Joe is Joe is big. Like yeah. when I saw him wrestle at Progress, he was like six foot. He must be six foot two. Yeah. He's, he towers above he is
1: me. So intimidating. Yeah.
0: Um, But uh, the other thing here, and I thought, huh, I've come up with a great storyline. No one else has. And I listened to the Wrestling Observer review and Brian Alvarez said the exact same thing. (laughs) But I thought of it independently. Um, And that is R-Truth hits the five-knuckle shuffle here and he does a few more John Cena spots. And we previously joked about having John Cena versus R-Truth as the WrestleMania match. Now, this is the way you do it. R Truth gets his Joe rematch for the US title, but Joe just beats the crap out of him, and he's a long beatdown afterwards. But then whose music should hit to save him? It's John Cena. Mm-hmm. And that's that's how you build Joe Cena.
1: Okay, well, at Mania.
0: For mania. Oh, I see what yeah, you're yeah, saying. Oh, <laughs> right, I'm, I'm with
1: you now. I thought you would meant at mania. And that's like,
0: not the mania <laughs> angle to <laughs> set up the larger backlash match. That's what I thought you no. were going for, yeah.
1: No, 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 I like that. Um, yeah, I thought there was just some really good stuff in it, but a, a lot of people have pointed this out as well, that when R-Truth did his five-knuckle shuffle spot, he did the backdrop to Andrade onto Joe and left Andrade prone on top of Joe, essentially covering him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the referee yeah, didn't, didn't count that. that pin, and it was about seven seconds that he was down there for, and it was like, I mean, Andrade should be champion now, right? Justice for Andrade.
0: Absolutely. Let's make it happen. Rules matter. So, by this point of the main card... We're two and a half hours in. That so you're like okay, two and a half hours in. Give me a half hour main event. What a what a bloody fun pay per view this has been. Yep. Now we've got an hour and a half. because we,
1: we have four more matches yet to go, and unfortunately, the next match is the Boston Hug Connection versus Naira and Samina for the women's tag team championships, which was sloppy, mm. not great, short, pointless. Um, and more there to set up the angle that happened afterwards yeah yeah. so it was no good uh, really Nia drops um, Banks while she's trying to do the Samoan drop and then dropped her again when Banks did a dive to the mm. outside App- apparently Banks was made of Vaseline on this evening yeah it's like the there were botches and the, a
0: lot of the stuff that did connect didn't look either realistic or nice
1: I thought Bailey was good
0: yeah. Well, Bay- I mean Bailey and Sasha Banks aren't the problems here. <laughs> okay. Like that we know that they can wrestle well. Yeah. Uh but yeah, it yeah, but like we said it was really to to set up the angle afterwards which was Nia and Tamina are beating down Bailey and Banks and Beth Phoenix was the guest commentator for this match. Um she was replaced by Christian on the pre-show, meaning it was four dudes. <laughs> I, like, I thought the whole point of this was to, to, to have a, some kind of quota. Um, what do you think Beth added to the commentary? Um, same, same as Renee, really, which is just going, oh my God, did you see that?
1: <laughs> oh, so it's the Booker T roll.
0: Yeah. I'd, I'd, Jim Ross never said that. Jim Ross never went, oh, whoa. It'd always go like, "Oh my
1: god," and then it'd say something about it. I I'm,
0: I hate WWE commentary.
1: Beth didn't do. I, I don't think Beth's the greatest commentator anyway. No. But she added very little to this match. But the the whole purpose that she was there so she could stand up to Tamina afterwards, and she beat up. Well, she slapped Tamina, and then Nia Jax attacked her from behind, and instantly I was like, oh, "Of course." And Natalia was running down then, and Natalia will run down and make the save. And Nia and Tamina will bail because we've already had quite a bit of heel heat throughout the night. No, um, Nia and Tamina just dominated her as well, and they stood tall. Yeah, uh, this
0: is the, the energy of a very good crowd started to be sapped considerably here. Yeah, uh, no, yeah, it was, it was, it was all rubbish. I just thought, why not have Tori Wilson run down?
1: What Hall of Fame, at Tory Wilson? Tori. <laughs> <laughs> Hall of Famer Tory Wilson. That's a new crap gimmick. Horny Ho- Famer. horny
0: Famer. <laughs> Don't
1: know if you can tell in this one, but Ollie is not feeling himself today. None of <laughs> us are. We're, we're very, very unwell. Um, very unwell. Uh
0: so yeah, that but after that we got the Brian K. O. and Ali match, which was terrific. Terrific stuff. Really, really good. Yeah. Um but also, like you said, ended with uh, a random heel not involved in the match getting the closing spot. Then it was Becky Lynch versus Charlotte.
1: In another match that felt more like Angle than anything else, mm. because Becky is hobbling down to the ring. And again, I raised that question, how can she be medically cleared for she, this match?
0: She signed a hold Harness agreement. Though. Then
1: why was that not offered when they wouldn't medically clear her the first time round after she won the Royal Rumble? Like if that was a thing that was always available, why wasn't that brought up at the start? Surely bringing that up now contradicts everything they did a few weeks previous. Yeah. Yeah. It's
0: an awful story. This is a a terribly, terribly booked feud. And just when you think you've got a handle on what sort of terrible it's going to be,
1: Rhonda calls everything (laughs) scripted. It's just baffling. We we haven't had your thoughts on this. but I guess you kind of shared what your thoughts are there. But me and Laurie did a whole episode on it uh, on Saturday.
0: I just don't... (laughs) I, what we said all the time look I know it's I know this isn't yeah. real um, but just, don't, don't look I, I understand that there's also a but my social media is not me in wrestling mode it's just me so like you don't get Robert Downey Jr. doesn't continue pretending to be Iron Man on Twitter no like that he
1: has stepped out of that now I feel like Chris Evans is Captain America on Twitter though he's such a big he's So he's so awesome such a he's a he's a hero Um, but,
0: uh, Runda, I I just said there's something different about wrestlers where, because they build feuds on Twitter
1: and they do so much on social media. But then sometimes they don't. It's a very weird place, Twitter and, like, and YouTube and, and Insta, whatever, for, like, wrestlers being characters but also being themselves because WWE want you to play the character, but then they also sometimes just play themselves. Mm. Very, very, very weird place. I, um,. Yeah, I, I, as I said in the Saturday show, I wasn't a fan of the wording that she used. I don't see the point in doing it, um, but it's it's signed off by WWE. Like, it's all by design. I just think that that design is a bit rubbish. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, yeah, that 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 describes so much of WWE at the moment. Hmm. It's like, OK, you're doing this thing. I I, I get behind the basic idea of it. Oh, but you're just doing it rubbish. Just yeah, do it better, WWE. You're just not doing the best version of this possible. Mm. Um, but when Becky Lynch came out, despite all the the hobbling <laughs> and really stupidly booked feud so far, the front crowd was full of the man signs. It's
1: handed out, isn't it?
0: Just let me believe it. <laughs> Let me have this. And I just looked at that shot and I thought that feels so attitude era, mm. and it it made me feel I I got nostalgic and I I got into it myself. And Charlotte is so good. I love the way she trash talks off the mic and then occasionally calls a spot, which <laughs> takes me out of it. But like I do like that she she trash talks. Um, like there was there's one bit when she like, "You're gonna have to hit me a lot harder than that, Becky." The best off mic comment of the night though was Seth, Seth Rollins. Rollins.
1: One more mother <laughs> effing triple power bomb.
0: That was so good. Uh, uh, Yeah, it's a match. Uh, It goes about five minutes. Charlotte is just destroying Becky's leg, and Becky can't do anything. And look, I get that Becky doesn't give up, although about that time she did give up and apologise to McMahon's for no reason. And in the Royal Rumble. And in the Royal Rumble. But she should have tapped out. If her leg is that bad... And sh- like, well, Charlotte had a single-leg Boston Crab on at one point, yeah, where but... the
1: heel was touching Becky's head. I know, but like, it's she had to wait till the figure eight was in. Because when, when Charlotte does a figure four, it's not effective. It's only effective when she puts in the figure eight mm. version of it. That's when you have to then tap out. And she didn't get to that point to protect the move and protect Becky, I guess. But when Ronda ran down, again, from the other town they were in uh, for Raw on Monday, because she's just running to their various <laughs> locations. And she ran in and purposely punched Becky to cause the DQ so that Becky goes into the Mania triple threat match. Yeah, This, it's not how I would have done it. If I was, if you'd have sat me down and said like, okay, so we want to do Becky, Charlotte, Ronda at WrestleMania, what would you do? None of this would have been done. But particularly if I got to this point here where it's like, okay, no, Becky, if Becky wins, she's in the match. I would have just had Becky win. Mm. because now it really does feel like ronda is right and all of her chances are being handed to her literally by ronda i have handed you this win because she was going to lose charlotte had the the hold about to be locked in so becky in theory was going to tap out so becky doesn't come out of this looking great she comes out looking like a loser who just was lucky enough that ronda came in and caused the dq and then afterwards she's laughing to us you're like huh guess i'm in the match then
0: yeah, so it's like, ha, huh, I outsmarted you all. <laughs> I hated that portrayal of Becky. Yeah, like When she's sitting there smirking, and the crowd weren't on board with it either. They were all a bit like, huh, that's lame, huh. And Becky's this badass person who we've all got behind, who fights no matter what, and there's a sort of weird moral code nobility about her. And there she is, laughing and smiling that she cheated her way into the Wrestlemania main event. Granted, it's an event she shouldn't have been pulled from in the first place. Mm-hmm. But still and she was punched in the mouth by Ronda. I thought it was so ineffective. Yeah. And again, Ronda said that stuff on Friday about pro wrestling being scripted, but you know which means that she's in real life, tougher than all the other women on the roster. And then she comes in, and I get, like, the idea, I guess, is you kind of confuse the boundaries between what is real and what isn't. Sure, all of this other stuff is the wrestling we usually enjoy, but, huh, I think Ronda and Becky really do hate each other. Maybe Rhonda will actually hit her in the main event. But then when you do a pro wrestling angle, which is so hokey, like what happened here in the closing, the,
1: the, the finish
0: just undermines all that and and renders it pointless. Yeah.
1: Although, I don't think people got the memo, but this was the only match where people pointed to the WrestleMania sign. Mm. Guys, come on, it's Fastlane. If there's one thing that this show is here for, it's multiple points. What was the overall tally? Four, and they were all in this match. I was so close, I said three. Yeah, and Laurie said five. So you split the difference. I said ten. Yeah. I thought... Because it's, it's, it's the pay-per-view before WrestleMania. People point to that sign by accident. Mm. It just seems like second nature. No one was doing
0: it. Um, because the pay-per-view wasn't long enough, Elias got another song, which was the, uh, the sort of third part of this three gig bit payoff. Uh, some more local sports team heat. Talks about how no interruptions finally. And that's when I thought the lights are going to come up and Dean Ambrose is going to be there. Because it was Elias oh. who sort of beat up Dean Ambrose earlier on Monday, which led to this Raw reunion.
1: Yeah, and it was weird that Elias wasn't involved in all of this afterwards. Yeah, but Dean's got other things on his plate now, hasn't he? He's got the mid-card of evil. So yeah. he's, he's, why why face Elias now? But
0: Elias is kind of affiliated with the mid-card of evil.
1: Ah, that was a one-week thing, mate.
0: Yeah. I did, what a, and, and then you won't get the cool entrance through the, the crowd, I get it. Uh, but I just... It wasn't good what happened anyway. It's like
1: when you go to camp and you make a new friend. Mm. Like, you're friends with, you know, when you're at camp. It's intense. Yeah, it's intense. Literally. Oh, yeah, yeah. But then when you leave, you say you get to write each other, but, like, you never do. That's what the Midcard of Evil were doing with Elias that one week of Raw. I'm both disappointed by this angle. And I'm
0: disappointed that you didn't laugh more intense. (laughs) Okay.
1: Ha, (laughs) ha, ha, (laughs) ha, ha. I think that was very good and quick wit. It was very good. I, uh, I did like Elias as well, saying like, hey, you know, this is great. I've had no interruptions. Thank you. Good night. I love none of you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah uh, Lacey Evans walked out Then walked back out
1: Where is this going? I don't care Is it going if, oh, No I'm not getting into it I thought it
0: was an Asuka thing But mm. apparently it's not And then Randy Orton Hits Elias with an RKO From out of nowhere Like a dick what did, what did Elias ever do To you Randy? And everyone he's cheered He's on Raw that. Yep he's on Raw He's also a heel who he was getting Very explicit heel heat Throughout the entire m- night Randy Orton When I last checked
1: No he's a babyface. When I'm pretty sure he's been a babyface for a few months now. No, they didn't like it have an official term, but he's not been acting like a heel. He's been going up to AJ, who's definitely a crowd favorite, and and dicking on him. Yeah, but that's just Randy Orton. I don't think it's not like it's not the vicious heel, Randy, the one that like beat Jeff up so bad mm. that like he's never been the same again.
0: Well, that's look. I, to me, he's a heel at the moment. He's also a SmackDown guy. I felt like Elias's comeuppance should have been at the hands of someone he's involved with, or someone he could now start a feud with. A crow dog or Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, it was it was Randy Orton who hit him with an RKO. Orton stands up, and AJ Styles is there with a phenomenal forearm. It just materialised out of nowhere. If you look, look, Ronda's calling it scripted, and now I'm like, well, it's obviously scripted. <laughs> yeah. I want to forget that it's scripted. Don't make it so obviously fabricated for yeah. me. Uh, yeah, I, I just—it's—it's uh, it's lazy. It's lazy to just put people out there and have spot, spot, spot. That's how I like my indie wrestling when I'm drunk. <laughs> not storytelling. Uh, the main event, however, was. I don't want to sound too
1: sentimental, but something quite special. Yeah, I, I said this in the review as well, um, because they really were putting over hard on commentary that this is the last time this is happening. They mentioned explicitly Dean Ambrose mm. is leaving in April. He's not re-signing with the company and he's going. So there's one way to look at that, which is like, well, that just adds that lends credence to this idea that Dean's already re-signed because there are some people who think that he is sticking around now. Roman never had cancer. Well, that as well. Well, that's obvious, that one. Come on now. Um, and there are people who think that, yeah, that Dean is officially staying now because Roman is back in the company. I was joking about the leukemia thing. He's back <laughs> in the company now and he wanted to make Dean stay. And he's already accomplished that goal and Dean is now staying. That's what was reported last week. It also lends credence to those other people who said like, well, this was a work from day one. But to those people, I do want to ask, why and who were you working? The boys in the back. Uh, To what end?
0: So Seth Rollins can scream one I think (laughs) Seth's being worked, and they did it, just so he could really tap into that cool babyface aura he had last year. Because he's cooled off, and he's... He's not that engaging, It's the really. WrestleMania main event. Huh? Yeah. Um, uh, and that's that's why he screamed, one of my favorite moments of the night. <laughs> one,
1: more, one more. One
2: more mother one
1: more I loved it. Um, anyway, so they were really putting over hard that this was the last time. Like Michael Cole said explicitly, this is the last time mm. we can do this match. Seth Rollins is going to match at WrestleMania. He's facing Brock Lesnar. So this is the only time we can do this match again on pay-per-view. I have this team together as a, as a team on pay-per-view. And it really did have this sort of like sentimental feeling about it of like, this is like going to your favorite band's last ever gig. And you're like, God, I hope they do all the hits because the last time I get to see them, I hope they play all the songs I like. And they did they played all the songs I like you had Rollins and Ambrose go out and do the crowd brawling you had Roman doing some spears on the outside you had a couple of ooz you had a table triple powerbomb you had a triple powerbomb in the ring you even had them going to the opposite sides of the ring and getting up you had the beat like a swarming beat down they did they played all the hits and i loved it they even i got
0: i think it was Seth Rollins and who was it when they went they went into the crowd and they brawled near the, the stairs and Seth Rollins did a dive off the top, he he had like a no DQ match that was like that on Raw a couple of years ago. I I loved it. And it did make me, you know, very, very nostalgic because it because it's like the last time ever. If this wasn't the last time ever, we've had many reunions since, uh, most with Kurt Anglin.
1: Yep. And it's a shame he wasn't out there <laughs> for a full Shield Shield reunion. dad. And it... <laughs> to your point as well, we've had quite a few reunions, but they've always been marred with something has gone tits up. Mm. Like, Roman is not feeling very well, so, you know, Angle has to step in, or Triple H has to step in on a house show. Like It always felt like oh, that Ambrose gets injured. It always felt like something was always going wrong for these S.H.I.E.L.D. reunions. If this is the last time, I'm glad it went well. Mm. I'm glad that we got to see that. and that, So, I, yeah, I I was happy with it. Yeah, it, w- it was
0: really, really nice. I... It just made me think of that 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 debut match against also a Franken team, Daniel Bryan, Kane, and Ryback, and they just had such, and i just it was so fresh and new, and really exciting. And then they saved Raw for eighteen months. Oh man, they're feud with the Wyatt family. That right. So that's that. Th- the, the the only problem with this match is it's Baron Corbin's mid-card of evil, which has no yeah. substance behind no. it. It's just thrown together. It's lazy. And it's, yeah, we've been over that a lot. Imagine if the Wyatt family had been properly booked and they had also gone on to shield-like levels where Luke Harper was uh, his own thing. Bray Wyatt was his own thing. Braun Strowman.
2: Yep.
0: Don't, we don't have to say Eric Brown. And they also all had to come together for this last match. And that's how they went out. <sighs> but, you know, yeah. different in, in a universe somewhere. In a WWE alternative universe, maybe.
1: And there was actually a spot in this match where I thought, they're not going to win. Because Baron really? Corbin hit the end of days on Roman. And Seth and Dean were nowhere to be yeah, seen. Yeah. And I was like, I mean, either Roman's kicking out here. But it, it was very close for to Baron Corbin pinning Roman Reigns. And I wonder if that's how they're going to set up the WrestleMania matches. Like I had you beat if it wasn't for your mates. Mm, so they did, yeah, they <coughs> did all the, the hits, and and I liked it, um, and and it, and it worked for me. As I said, it was it was two thirds a boring Raw main event because it was the heels working over a member of the Shield. Like first it was Seth, so we could build up a, a, Rome, a Dean hot tag. Then they worked over Dean, so they could build a Roman hot tag, and. You know, that's fine. Like, there's, you know, we, we were just building up the, the heat and everything until we could do the big stuff at the end, and the last third made up for the two uh, first thirds. See, I, d-
0: I didn't even dislike the first two thirds. I was, I was so into the Shield and the nostalgic vibe that it felt like the first two thirds were a really fun house show for me. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I got such a house show vibe where it was all just there for the hits and yeah you have a little bit of the heels getting over but I, I was into that because i was so into the baby faces and then the final third was just great pay-per-view pull out all the stops yeah. uh, I loved it really really loved it and it was just triple power bomb on Baron in the middle uh, and they win all three guys hug like immediately they just really solidly embrace and Seth looks close to tears really genuinely and they all do the, the fist bump uh, it was, it it was, it was, yeah, it was, that was, that was real. It was lovely. Yeah. It was, it
1: was genuinely very, very lovely. Yeah.
0: And a cap off to what was a very good wrestling pay-per-view. Uh, some booking things that were just nonsense uh, and really all the setup for the matches and all the follow-up for the matches I'm sure is going to be just bewilderingly, bafflingly terrible. But in this moment, this was a very, very fun show. I, I, I love the heckins out of it. I, I enjoyed it more than the Rumble and Elimination Chamber.
1: Yeah, those were both good shows. Both good shows. WWE have had very good shows this year. Mm. While their TV has been hit and miss, mostly miss. I raw's think mostly Raw, missed. SmackDown's miss. yeah, yeah. been very there good. Yeah. That's a very good point, yeah. Raw's been mostly missed and SmackDown has been mostly hit. Um, I think their pay-per-views have been very, very good. Mm. And this was yet another very, very good pay-per-view. So we've got four weeks until WrestleMania. I'm sure that there's going to be lots of downs and maybe some ups on the way Can't there. Say that. Oh, is that Can't trademark say that. now. Can't oh my God. He's, he's the worst for trademarking <laughs> things. Why? why? Why would you do that? Oh uh, and so I, I think that we, we're going to have an interesting four weeks in, in building a WrestleMania because a lot of the card still feels very much up in the air of, of what we're going to get. But it does make me think we're going to get a good WrestleMania, though. If the pay per view quality can keep up, we should get a very good WrestleMania. As long as it's not, you know, twenty two matches, and we've got to try and spread that over seven uh, over seven hours. Why do you say these things out loud? Why
0: can't you just keep those thoughts to yourself? There's okay. no way. Kofi's bulletproof. <laughs> Christ alive! Do you not
2: learn?
1: Okay, apparently not. Absolutely not. Uh,
0: so for predictions, I got five out of. I don't know. A lot of the mat- a lot of the predictions were scuppered because yeah. matches changed so much. And you and Laurie both got six.
1: Both got six. So uh, I'm now two points behind you in the Catching overall up. Wrestle League. Um, I, I, I said to Laurie on the Saturday show, if I had got the, um, oh man, if if Charlotte had won, and Ray. Had one. There was something. There was way I would have actually gone ahead. If, if, yeah, yeah. If I got these two things right. Then my yeah. point. No, no. The point was because of the way you had predicted against me. Yeah. I actually would have gone above you in the league.
0: I get how it works. So
1: I was. I was like, there is every chance that I could make a comeback here. I'm. St- I'm pretty sure I'm still losing this. But um, yeah. So I'm now uh, two points behind you. Uh, and Laurie is way out the lead with 19 points. Yeah,
0: I know how you feel. If all my predictions came true, I would. I would be in the. <laughs> in the lead. <laughs> Well, that's all we got really time for. I think you really twisted my words there <laughs> to make me
1: sound like a knob.